And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a 1945 classic radio episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery, starring Boris Karloff. But it's time now for Movie Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular movies, and I'll try to name the movie while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? It's pretty much right, Carl. This is our special Halloween edition of Movie Jeopardy, so I will be doing all classic Halloween movies. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! I think you will be very successful. I think these are movies that, well, you have a family, although, you know, (laughs) you're not much for family movies. Why? These aren't family movies if they're Halloween movies, are they? Are they scary movies? I beg to differ. These are are family Halloween movies. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. Okay, the first one, um, well, I give you no introduction. Can I have an extra piece of candy for my stupid brother? He couldn't come with us because he's sitting in a pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin. It's so (laughs) embarrassing to have to ask for something extra for that blockhead Linus. That blockhead. Um, that's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. That's exactly right. It's right? the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. 1966 animated oh television special based on the comic strip. I was strip. three I... and you were two. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Charles Schultz, of course. The initial broadcast took place October 27th of 1966 wow. on CBS. It preempted My Three Sons that night. Yeah. And the original sponsors, do you know who they were? Um, No. They were Coca-Cola and Dolly Madison. Really? The uh, well, snack food. For a while, they were the characters of Dolly Madison. They, you know, they used those uh, Peanuts yep. characters. You know, I remember as a kid growing up when... They were going to have a special. You know, right. They promoted it. Sure. And I remember, like, counting the days, counting down. Okay, Mom, what day is today? Oh, it's Tuesday. When is the Charlie Brown? Friday. Okay. What's today, Mom? Right. Today is Wednesday. <laughs> you still have two more days. You know. Remember that? I do. And I can picture sitting around the television the same way we talk about how everyone used to gather around the radio. We used to yeah. gather around the television for these specials. Yes. Okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Love, and it was such a very special time. Yeah. I know. Me too. Okay. The next one, 1991. Wednesday. Let us ransom you from the power of the grave. Tonight, O oh death, let us be your plague. Mama. Fester Adam, Seoli, Chorus, Ferrari, Maniba. 
I feel that he's near. I have no idea. What? Did you hear the name of the characters? Did you hear the first? What was the, the name f- of the character? Did you hear the first thing she said in that clip? I mean, is this like um, Adam's family? It is. Oh, okay, okay. Did you hear she started out oh. with Wednesday? Oh, I didn't I didn't hear that. I didn't think so. <laughs> okay, so I got it, though. You right? did okay. get it. You got right. <laughs> you're like, I got it. Right? You got Don't it. Don't take it away from me. I didn't take it away from you. So. You're a little stingy, like the candy you give out. She gives out like little Pez, one Pez, the kids. I um, give out big, huge dots. The whole bar, you know, like the big sure mu- three do. musketeers, like the whole bar. You know what? Nobody, she gives out a Pez. That is incorrect. Hey, Nobody... I got, I got like one little nerd that she gave. No, me. that yeah. is incorrect. We've got you know, three musketeer and Milky Way. Just, you come to my house. You know, it's like Passover. Passover, Lisa's house. Don't even go there on Halloween because you're going to get a Pez. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> just pass it Although over. Pez in the container would be kind of a great well, treat. Well, no, you're, That'd be you break them up. And then you... <laughs> just one Pez. <laughs> Forget the whole container. All you container. get. So this is based on the characters from the cartoon created by Charles Adams. Right. And stars Angelica Houston. And she was nominated for a Golden Globe as Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. And Raul Julia as Gomez. And Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. Yeah. Very funny movie. It's a lot of fun. All, All right. It brings right. back some good I memories. I got it. You got it. I'm giving it to you. Next I give the one. Huge, whole big Musketeers bars and Snickers bars. They come to my house, the kids. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call you on that. I'm going to come by and see you, if that's you the come truth. By. You see what happens. I will. All I, right. want, I want a Hershey bar. Okay, next, 1988. Oh, come on. Don't go yet. Hey, guy, come on. We're simpatico here. Look at us. Huh? We even shop at the same store. Hey, hermano. Yeah, there you go. Hey, come on. We're like peas in a pod, the three of us. Let's face it. You want somebody out of the house. I want to get somebody out of your house. Come on. Look. We've been to Saturn. Hey, I've been to Saturn. Oh, I you know. know who that is talking? You yeah, know who that actor is? I do. Yeah. I know. I mean, he has a very recognizable voice. Yeah, he was the voice. first Batman. Um, That's right. Michael Keaton. That's exactly right. Um, so you're halfway there. So I never saw this movie, and, but I know that, um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Alec well, Baldwin's you, in it. That's right. He and then sure is. The girl is that tall girl. She's she is tall. tall. She um, is. So, um, but <laughs> Bullwinkle or uh, 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 something, Bull, uh, something. Uh, what are you talking bull, about? Yeah, something with a B. Her name? No, this this movie starts with a B. Oh, it does start with a B. Um, but it's not B- Beetlejuice. Yes. Beetlejuice. You got it. I worked it out. You <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is right, directed wow. by. Um, was that, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was the guy married to Helena Bonham Carter. Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yeah. Married (laughs) to Helena Bonham Carter. Alec Baldwin, who of course has been in the news a lot lately. And Gina Davis. Right, Gina Davis. And that was Michael Keaton, who was fantastic. We've got Catherine O'Hara in there. I'm a big fan as well. Winona Ryder. Great film. You're doing great. All right, next one, 1990. Oh, completely different. No kidding. He's so mysterious. Do you imagine those hands are hot or cold? <laughs> and just think what a single snip could do. Or undo. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, oh, oh. the guys and I were talking. Now, we'd like to invite you to our card game Friday night. Would you like that? Only thing is, you can't cut. Ah. <laughs> uh. I really don't know. Think about the name of that character they were just talking to. Who, who were Frankenstein they t- Monster or something No, like that, they right? just said Eddie. Did you hear that? Eddie Monster? No. Eddie? Well, they did say Eddie. This is another uh, movie directed by Tim Burton. 
Oh, that help you? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, but I shouldn't get this that's one. That's okay. I can give you the right, director. So that's um, that's uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, it is, and I but give it to you. You're going to give it to me? I am. Wow. All I gave you is Tim Burton. Maybe you're going to give out two Pezes per no. child this year. <laughs> I'm feeling really generous. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp, of course, plays right. uh, Edward. Edward and, Scissorhands. And um, Winona Ryder is in this as well. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Did you ever see it? I don't think I did. Anthony Michael Hall is in that. I, I'm he a big cuts, fan. He cuts all the His, trees and stuff. Uh, right, well, he was hedges. cutting the women's hair right there. Oh, was he? Yeah. And, and, well, her hair. There's a whole scene about that. I it, it to, it's to a, mo- the movie what? just looks so weird to me. It I is never, weird. I never but watched weird, it. Weird is good. But I like Johnny Depp a lot. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. All right, next one, 1984 comedy. Well, there's something you don't see every day. I tried to think of the most harmless thing, something I loved from my childhood, something that could never ever possibly destroy us. Mr. Stay Puft. Nice thinking, Ray. We used to roast Stay Puft marshmallows by the fire at Camp Wakanda. Ray has gone bye-bye, Egon. <laughs> well, that's that one I know. I know you I mean, do. that's Ghostbusters. That sure is. 1984, written by Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, starring... Yeah, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of fun. We've got Sigourney Weaver in that as well. And that's yeah. Ghostbusters, the original, the right. way it should be. Mm-hmm. Right? That was like in the 80s or? Uh, 1984. Wow. Right. Yeah. All right, I've got one more for you, real okay. quick 1995. Uh, uh, hi. Man. Perfect first impression. What a jerk. Um, kind of reminded me of like Home Alone, but oh, it's no, not Home Alone. It's not. No, because um, this is a Halloween film. It's a Halloween That's film. That's more of a, a holiday film. I definitely don't know All this All right. One. Well, I had to get you on one of them. Right. Uh, this is Casper. Casper. The Friendly Ghost. Oh. Although this is a never much- saw it. You didn't see Casper the Friendly Ghost? Did I you saw the cartoons. the cartoons. Right? Yeah. Well, this is the first feature film to have a fully CGI character yeah. in the lead role. Yeah. And it goes for a much darker impersonation of the ghost than we yeah. you know, were with on the cartoons I remember, yeah, I remember seeing the, the comics. movie. I didn't watch the movie, but I remember seeing it come out. Right. Yeah. Well, didn't that was Casper. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I cannot tell a lie. I did not see it either, but I'm familiar with well, it. Well, <laughs> I think you picked great movies, Lisa. Well, thanks, Carl. Really good. Five Try to give kids were... at least two Pezzes this year, all right? Um, one is, one on. is all I can Be really cough generous. Mm. All right, when we come back on our Halloween special, it's Inner Sanctum Mystery starring Boris Karloff, so stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. I'm so excited because November 1st, everyone that is on our mailing list will get the new Hollywood 360 uh, newsletter. And it's a good one, boy. I'll tell you. Can't wait for you to read it. I wrote about Dragnet. Yes, and I, know, I saw a preview of it. Yeah, you wrote a really great article about a song. I don't remember what song it was. <laughs> it was a meatloaf, meatloaf song, oh, Bad meatloaf. Out of Hell. Yeah, and then Carl Shadow and Martin Grams and my brother wrote really great articles. They have the whole schedule for November in there. 
So how do you get the free newsletter? Every month it comes directly to your email if you are a subscriber. It's free. There's nothing to buy. We uh, we do this uh, for our listeners. Just go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, hollywood360radio.com at the very top of the website. It says sign up for the newsletter, put your email in there, hit send, and you'll get the uh, immediately you'll get the October newsletter because we're still in October. But then November 1st in the morning, you'll get the new newsletter, and every first of the month you'll get the new newsletter. So there you go, Hollywood360radio.com. It's time to start our Halloween spooktacular here, Lisa, on Hollywood 360, and we're going to start that with Inner Sanctum Mystery, one of the best terror shows from the golden age of radio. came to radio in 1941, created by Hyman Brown. And you remember that creaking door? Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. I wish they would hire me to do that, you know, do a revival of it. Well, that door is more famous than we are, for Uh, sure. (laughs) It is very, very famous. And uh, for a while, Raymond Edward Johnson was Raymond, our host then. Paul McGrath took over, and uh, it was on the air a long time, into the uh, 1950s. This particular episode has two big name stars, Boris Karloff and Richard Widmark star in Corridor of Doom. Let's go back to uh, their Halloween show, October 12th, the week before, October 23rd, 1945, part one now of Inner Sanctum Mystery. Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup present Inner Sanctum Mysteries, starring Boris Karloff. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host. Welcome again through the squeaking door to another session of mystery, murder, and madness. Oh, excuse me if I don't get up, but I'm all worn out. Yes, I've had a hectic few days with an old friend who just blew into town. He's one of those earnest souls who insists on doing everything for himself. Consultations with the monument makers, the grave diggers, fittings of the coffin makers. Yes, quite a busy body. But then we only die once, you know. (laughs) These friends of yours, they're such unhappy people. They never seem to enjoy life. Never seem interested in any of the quiet, peaceful, good things of life. For instance, what's the use of telling one of your spooky characters about Lipton tea? They wouldn't like it. But other people enjoy that brisk Lipton flavor. They settle back in an easy chair and say to themselves, Mmm, Lipton certainly has a rich, hearty flavor. Never the least bit wishy-washy. No siree. But would a ghost appreciate Lipton's? Indeed, he would not. And it's lucky Lipton's is made for real live folks who like good things. Or else it wouldn't be the world's largest selling brand of tea. Mary, you've been very hard on my friends. Very. And they won't like it. But then most live folks don't enjoy being scared to death. And that's just what's going to happen to you tonight. Our story is called The Corridor of Doom. It's an original radio play written by Robert Newman. And our star tonight 
is a man who gives even me the shakes. The famous star of stage, screen, and radio, Boris Karloff. Have you thought about death lately? Not the fact that it's inevitable, that it must come to all of us someday, but rather how it will come. Do you think of it as a sleep and a waking, of a sudden transition from one state of being to another, or to a state of non-being? John Clay was one of those people who never thought about it at all, until he found himself walking down that dim and endless passage which... But suppose we let Boris Karloff in the role of John Clay tell you about it himself. If your blood pressure will take it, put out the lights and come on a little trip down the corridor of doom. When I woke up, I had no idea of where I was or how I'd gotten there. I was lying on a hard white bed in a clean white room. There was a dull pain in my abdomen. Touching it tentatively, I felt a bandage. So that was it. An operation. But for what? And where was I? At that moment, the door opened. And she came in. Good afternoon. Or is it evening? Whichever you prefer. It doesn't matter. My name's Clay. John Clay. Yes. And yours? You can call me Nada. Exactly. Where am I? In what hospital? It has no name. What? But that's ridiculous. I'd like to speak to Dr. Rogers. If you'll get him for me, please. There is no Dr. Rogers. At least, not here. Then who operated on me? And for what? Listen... I'm not a well man. I have a very bad heart. Will you get someone who can talk to me? If you wish. I'll call Dr. Stone. A chill crept through my bones. It wasn't cold. It was fear. Unreasoning and abysmal fear. The door opened again. And there stood a heavy-set man, his hair flecked with grey. And with him, my son-in-law, Alex Bartlett. Alec, I can't tell you how glad I am to see you. Hello, Father. But why are you standing out there? Why don't you come in? Oh, no. No, I, I shouldn't advise it, Mr. Clay. And why not? And why... Oh, is it you who operated on me? Yes. I'm Dr. Stone. Why wasn't Dr. Rogers called in? He's taken care of me for years. There wasn't time. It happened during the night. Acute appendicitis. And even as it was... Even as it was? What? And why are you dressed that way, Alec? All in black. Well, it's customary. After all, you are my father-in-law. Of course I am, but... Now, look, Alec. You've got to stop being so mysterious. You know about my heart, what any sudden shock will do. I don't think you need worry about that anymore, Mr. Clay. And as far as the mystery is concerned, this initial period of adjustment is always a little difficult. Difficult? Do you realize what it's like lying here helpless, completely isolated, as if I were all alone in the world? Or isn't there someone I can talk to? Some of the other patients? Not just yet. When the time comes, 
You'll meet them. But... Look, Doctor, I can't stand much more of this. I can't. If I don't find someone who really cares about me, who'll treat me like a normal human being... My dog. How about my dog? What do you think, Doctor? Yes, that's possible. We'll see what we can do, Mr. Clay. Come along, Bartlett. Goodbye, Father. You... You'll be back, won't you, Alec? I don't know. I'll try, but it's difficult. Very difficult. Then then don't go, Alec. Don't leave me here all alone. Come back. Come back. I waited and watched, watched and waited. Then the door opened and there was the doctor again. There was a small, thin-faced man with him this time, wearing the white coat of an orderly and carrying a black box with a handle. My dog. You brought my dog. All right, Martin. Give it to him. Yes, sir. Here you are, sir. Thank heaven. Now, at least. Come on, Carrie. Come on, boy. Get up. Wake up. Why, what's the matter? Carrie. He's not asleep. He's dead. You wanted him, Mr. Clay. But... But why didn't you tell me? When did he die? How? How old was he? Eleven and a half. Maybe twelve. Pretty old for a dog. That's probably why he could come. What do you mean? What are you trying to do to me? Don't you realize I'm a sick man? Easy, easy, Mr. I won't take it easy. I won't stay here another minute. I'm leaving right now. Sorry, but I don't think we can permit it. Oh, well, we'll see about that. You're getting yourself all upset for no reason, Mr. Clay. Making it very difficult for the rest of us. Martin, you'd better let me have some of that that bottle there. About ten cc's. The uh, red medicine? Yes. I... I don't want any medicine. I, I won't take it. Now, please, Mr. Clay. I won't, I tell you. No, I, I don't want the... I... It's... Oh, it's awful. Salty. It... It tastes like... Yes. But I think you'll find that it will make things much easier for you. Very much easier. You're, you're doping me up. That's what you're doing. Putting me to sleep. You... I think that when I wake up, I'll, I'll forget about everything. Yes, Mr. Clay. You'll forget about everything. Everything. It, uh, it always uh, just amazes me, Lisa, when we listen to these radio shows, how with just... A sound effects man and an organ. I mean, th- this didn't even have a full orchestra. Just an organ player, you know, with the creepy music. And then the actors. They can create these amazing scenes. I mean, there was Boris Karloff, right, at the microphone on a Tuesday night or whatever night it was. And Hyman Brown was in the studio. And there was no studio audience. Inner Sanctum didn't have a studio audience. And um, they were just creeping everyone out from coast to coast. I just, I love it. Hopefully we're creeping you out. I was going to say, and it's still creeping everyone out, even to this day. Yeah, well, you creep people out. (laughs) That's for sure. I sit across from you every week, so (laughs) we'll leave it at that. (laughs) All right, more of Inner Sanctum Mystery Corridor of Doom, starring Boris Karloff along with Richard Widmark. That's coming your way after a short break. Stick around.
Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across 100-plus radio stations. Uh, Yeah, last count, uh, I looked at the affiliate list. We have over 100 radio stations. Thank you so much, program directors and uh, listeners. We really appreciate that. We're also heard all over the world via American Forces Radio and on every naval ship at sea. So right now, Lisa, can you imagine? They're on the ships, our men and women and our armed forces. They're on those ships in the uh, in the uh, great great white well, what is it <laughs> in the in the sea out okay. there in the sea okay? and they're waiting for you to get back the, to the radio in the, show in the, in the uh, what am I trying to think of the I, great I beyond the, the great white wonder now that's something else I think they're just waiting for you to stop talking get the radio show back on <laughs> please Carl. I, I promise I'll put it on in a second but anyway they're floating the out wild there wild blue yonder wild yeah wild blue yonder that sounds pretty good hey Off not we bad. go into, into the, the wild, wild blue yonder. yonder that's what I was thinking of <laughs> see. Man, you just earned your you earned your paycheck this oh, week. Oh, good. Yeah, earned your paycheck. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so, feeling good uh, about that. Thanks for saving me there. Mm-hmm. What else is new? Save. <laughs> um, and so they're they're listening to this show. They're listening to Inner Sanctum. And so, hello, all of our men and women in the armed forces. If you're uh, on a ship out there in the sea, keeping us all safe, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate you. And um, we're going to get back to Boris Karloff now. And at Richard Woodmark from October 23rd, 1945, Corridor of Doom on Inner Sanctum Mystery. I was somewhere deep down under the earth. It was a passageway, stone flagged and with stone walls, and I was walking slowly down it in my bare feet. I could feel the chill of the cold stones through the thick layer of dust. The passageway stretched ahead of me endlessly. And suddenly, I noticed that there were doors set into the walls on either side. Closed doors. And on each door, there was a name. Abel. Abercrombie. Abington. Where was I? What was this place? What was behind those awful, ominously closed doors? Something seemed to be drawing me on, on down the terrible passageway. Addison, Ager, Allen. I could feel the cold creeping up my legs, higher and higher, my heart pounding faster and faster. Then suddenly I knew 
Knew where I was and where I was going. Knew what was waiting for me there ahead of me down the passage. Though exerting all my will, I turned, tried to go back. With a roaring in my ears, I was falling through the darkness. Falling, falling. When I opened my eyes, I was in that cold, white room again, clutching the blankets with trembling hands. How do you feel now, Mr. Clay? You cried out, sir, as if... A dream. The most awful, horrible nightmare I ever had. A dream? The doctor will be very interested. Would you care to tell me all about it? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. It was about your former life? Former life. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I meant... Here, where are you going? To get my clothes to get out of here. I won't stay but here. But you can't minute. go. You can't, Martin. Help me. Please, oh, let Clay, me. Let go. Don't you, oh, don't you realize that if I do stay here, if I dream that dream again... Listen. I was in a passageway. An endless, eternal passageway like a corridor of doom. It stretched on and on to infinity with doors, closed doors on either side. And on each one of the doors in alphabetical order, there was a name. The name of all those who had died since the beginning of time. I was walking down that corridor on my bare feet and... Why? Why are you looking at me that way? You mustn't talk about that. You mustn't, do you hear? But, but you asked me... You didn't dream that dream. You couldn't have... And you've got to get it out of your mind. We, we'll help you. We'll give you a massage. That should make you relax. The alcohol, Martin, right over there. Yeah, a massage? You think that'll help? If it doesn't, we'll call Dr. Stone. Try something else. Martin. I see. Now what? What are you staring at? Your... Your feet. Hmm? On the soles. Dust. Thick, gray dust. <gasps> Dust. Like the dust in the passage, the corridor of doom. And that means. It wasn't a dream. It means. I was really there. I lay there, staring down at my feet. No, it had not been a dream. But there, on my feet, was the thick, heavy dust from the corridor of doom. I had been there, walking down its awful silence, not in my mind, but in the flesh. My heart clenched like an icy fist that I threw the blankets aside, started to get up. Mr. Clay, what are you doing? Where are you going? Let me go. But you can't get up. You can't leave. Oh, no, let me go. Martin, I quick, say... help me. Please, Mr. Clay. Oh, for heaven's sake, let me go. Don't you realize what this means? If it wasn't a dream, and if I stay here, go down to that horrible place We've again... We've got to make him quiet down. Some more of that medicine, Martin. Oh. Another 10 cc. Right. Oh, oh no, no more of that. It's here, Mr. Clay. You must take it. You must. It will make you sleep. Sleep so soundly that you won't be able to go down there again. No, but... All right. Give it to me. Here. You stay here, Martin. I'll go get Dr. Stone and tell him. Better, Mr. Clay? I don't know. Color. Dark red. Taste. It's like... Yes, I know. And he makes me sleepy. My eyes get heavy and... Have you been here for a long time, Martin? No, not long. 
What... What is it like... outside of this room? It's... strange. Like no place else. And the other patients? What are they like? They're strange, too. Listen, Martin. I'm a rich man. You're the only friend I've got here. You... You've got to help me. Whether you're rich or poor doesn't matter. As for helping you, that's what I'm here for. You've got to stay here. Watch me. Every minute. My heart. I don't think it'll stand much My first sensation was one of cold, numbing cold, creeping up my limbs... I reached for the blankets, couldn't find them. Then I opened my eyes, and I was there again, back there in that awful endless passage, that corridor of doom. The same stone wall, stone floor, covered with a thick layer of dust. The same doors with a name on each one on both sides of me. But now, now I was up to the bees. That one there, Baba, next with Babbitt, and then Backer. I tried to cry out, but I couldn't utter a sound. I tried to stop, check myself. My muscles didn't respond. Slowly, heavily, I continued walking on down that endless passage, past Badger, Baffin, Bagley, past the bees and towards the seas, towards a door with my name on it. My heart pulsed, pounding with terror. My breath rasped in my throat. Convulsively, I clutched at the walls and forced myself completely around. Then, as if I were fighting against a roaring gale, I drove myself back. One step I took, two, three, and I stumbled and was falling again. Falling through darkness, complete, absolute, unending. Even before I opened my eyes, I knew where I was. Back in my room, the sheets crumpled in my sweating hands. I lay there for a moment. I knew that this was my last chance. Slipped out of bed, tiptoed to the door of the room, opened it a crack and peered out a hospital corridor. And sitting at a desk halfway down at the nurse. Could I slip past her? Then on a table next to the door I saw the telephone. A telephone! Now I could get help. Reach someone who would save me, take me out of this place. Picking it up quietly, I dialed my daughter's number, Alec Bartlett's wife. Jane? Oh, thank heaven. Hello? Jane, it's your father. Listen, you've got to help me. You've got to come and get me. I'm at the hospital. Alex hello? knows where. Hello, hello. Is anyone there? Yes, can't you hear me? Didn't you hear what I said? It's your father. And Jane, Jane. Hung up. I heard her, but she couldn't hear me. Something wrong with the phone, her phone. I've got to get hold of somebody, somebody, but who? Dr. Rogers? Oh, I might be out. And if they come in while I'm phoning... Oh, I know, of course. Police headquarters, Ryan speaking. 
Hello, police. This is John Clay of Riverside Road. I'm at a hospital. I don't know where. Hello? Can't you hear me, officer? For heaven's sake, listen. It's a matter of life and death. John Clay at a hospital. My son-in-law, Alec Bartlett, can tell you where. Hello? Officer, officer, listen. Don't hang up. Don't. Oh, officer, officer, hello. Anything the matter, Mr. Clay? Huh? Dr. Stone, uh, your telephone, there's, there's something wrong with it. No, Mr. Clay. There's nothing wrong. Not with the telephone. But, but I tried to make two calls. Two different numbers and... I know. And you should have known. Nurse, all of them. Should have known what? Why couldn't they hear me when I could hear them? Why? Yes, Dr. Stone? Will you put Mr. Clay back into bed? No. I'm awfully sorry, sir. I only went out for a minute. No. Come on, Mr. Clay, No, no, please. leave me alone. Please, Mr. let Clay, go. Please. No, no, you're struggling. You know that, don't you? <gasps> yes. I know. Doctor, I won't have to go back down there again, will I? Down to the corridor? That's not up to me. All right, nurse. I think we're ready for another dose. The final one. Yes, doctor. No, doctor. No, not that red medicine. Not again. I'm sorry, but you've had a lot of time. All the time we can give you. All right, Mr. Clay. No, I won't Here. take it. You know what it means, doctor. I go back down there again to the corridor. It'll be to the letter C. To the place where my name is. If he won't take it by himself, perhaps you'd better help her, Martin. Yes, sir. No, Here. no, no, Clay. I won't. I... <laughs> again, I knew where I was before I opened my eyes. I could feel the dust under my bare feet and through the dust the biting chill of the cold stones. I was there, back in the corridor, walking down its silent length past the blank, closed doors. But the names on the doors, now they were all C's. Cabot, Cadden, Cahoon. On I walked, the beating of my heart, the pounding of my pulse loud in my ears. On down the passage, no longer even trying to fight against what I knew was a On past Cameron, Chelsea, Chiswick, and then, suddenly... Terribly, one door. A door with my name on it, gaping, waiting for me. I tried to stop to turn, but my legs carried me forward. I was but two doors away. I could see into it now, see that it contained nothing. Absolutely nothing, not even a coffin. Just stone walls and a flat stone stab. I was turning, turning to step over the threshold. I made a last convulsive effort. Merciful heavens, help me! Save me! Ah! All right, Martin. Pick him up. Yes, sir. Is it all over? Hello, Bartlett. In at the death, eh? I'll see if there's any pulse, of course, but... I should think it is all over. It is, Stone, but not the way you think. What? Clay! He's not dead. No thanks to you. All right, get him up, both of you. Here, Mr. Clay, let me help you. It's all right, Martin. I'll be fine from now on. But how... Don't look so surprised, Alec. Mr. Martin is a detective. I hired him some time ago. <laughs> you see, I had a feeling that something was wrong when that railing broke accidentally. And I took that bad fall. So I decided I should investigate. You can't prove it. 
You can't prove anything. The first results of Martin's investigation showed me what bad financial shape you were in. And it was then that I realized that you had actually been trying to murder me to get hold of my money. So I faked that story of having a very bad heart. You, you mean that... I thought it would give you the idea of trying something more subtle and less dangerous. And it certainly did. But you still can't prove anything, not a thing. No, don't you worry about that. Don't forget. Come back here, Bartlett. You'll never have a chance to prove it. Come back, Bartlett. Ah! Oh, you shot him, killed him. Well, I, I couldn't have. I, I fired up in the air to get him to stop. Come on. But I, I don't understand it. Uh, yeah, got a mark on him. But he is dead. He was the one who had the bad heart. That's what gave me the idea of pretend. Good heavens, look. At what? This hallway was supposed to be the corridor of doom. When I reached the door with my name on it, I was supposed to die. Look. Look at the name on that door there. The one right next to him. Bartlett. His name. So what? Nothing, Martin. Nothing at all. <laughs> now, where do you think old Dr. Stone got the idea for that little alphabetical graveyard? That's right, for me. Huh? You don't believe me? Then come on home with me tonight and I'll show you the one in the cellar of my house. What's more, I'll show you a door and a neat stone slab with your name on it. Nonsense, Mr. Host. Mr. Clay just explained that the whole thing was a hoax. And I'm not going to sit here and hear you say otherwise. Well, then don't sit. Stand up and we'll take a walk, Mary Bennett. Yes, back to your name. Back to the bees. Baker Bartlett Bennett. <laughs> you don't scare me. Yeah? Well, how would you like it if we went to the Elves and found a door marked Lipton? Oh, why, that's fine. Inside, we'd find a wonderful, friendly beverage, Lipton's, the tea with the brisk flavor, the tea that's welcome at all hours of the day. Yes, the largest-selling brand of tea in the whole world, Lipton tea. <laughs> And now a word of advice. If you should wake up tonight with a sudden chill, find yourself walking barefoot down a dusty stone corridor with doors on both sides of it, don't get excited. Just insist on a doom with a view. <laughs> by the way, this month's Inner Sanctum mystery novel is The Whistling Legs by Roman McDougall. Yes, and next week's Inner Sanctum story, directed by Hyman Brown, and brought to you by Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup. Next week's story is about women. Yes, two women who like to be treated rough. Choke them to death, shoot them, murder them. They love you for it. And who do you think is going to be their boyfriend? Hmm? <laughs> That's right. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff will be with us again next week. Because who else could love such women? So, if you're in a tender mood, tune in next Tuesday. Until then, good night. Pleasant dreams? Mm -hmm. <laughs>
don't forget to tune in next Tuesday night for another Inner Sanctum Mystery. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Mm, next week, uh, another Boris Karloff Inner Sanctum. i got to look at what show that is, because that would have actually been the Halloween show. Right. Seven, this was from October 23rd, 1945, so one week later would have been... The 31st. The, well, no, it would have been the 30th. It would have been the day oh, right. before Halloween. Right, and it's a little racy there. With oh, the, I know. A tandem they like and it the women. Rough. They and, like it um, rough, those women. It, yeah. Well, Maybe Boris Karloff uh, Carl. will set them straight. <laughs> oh, you'll oh, find it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll find out what show that is. I bet you will. <laughs> I have to listen. Uh, that's uh, Corridor of Doom from October 23rd, 1945. Uh, Boris Karloff starring along with Richard Widmark. And uh, Paul McGrath there as our host. He was creepy, huh? Oh yes. He had that really interesting, creepy voice. And then you heard the you know the girl like Mary, the Lipton Tea Girl. You know she was it's all such a sharp cheery. contrast to the host. Unbelievable. Great, great, great series. Hope you enjoyed that. Time now for this month in music history. All right, we're going back to 1972 with this fine song. What is it, Carl? Um, <laughs> brandy. 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 Looking glass. Yes. Ah. Brandy, you're a fine girl. 1972 song from Looking Glass. Yeah, Looking nice. Glass. This is from their debut I mean, album. I took my private gym, that's Looking why. Glass. Yep, took my private uh, gym today. This reached number one on the Billboard chart, 1972. Great song. I think so. And wine. Brandy. <laughs> Uh, I just want to be a singer, Lisa. I do too, Carl. I really want to be a singer. I'm such a frustrated singer. (laughs) (laughs) We can start a band. Yeah, let's start a band. I want to be the lead singer. I'm frustrated. (laughs) You know it. All right. Sounds great. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. In our next hour, we're going to play a comedy, but it is a Halloween show. 1943 Great Gildersleeve Halloween Show with Hal Perry starring. We'll also play Beat the Host, right? That's right. And we're going to do some Halloween trivia. So we need somebody to call in and play alongside Carl and uh, try to answer some Halloween How trivia questions. play alongside me if they're at well, home and I'm phone, here at the radio station? I'm not literally physically alongside of you, but alongside of you. You guys are on the same team. We're on the same team? Yes. We're not trying to... No. Oh, we're on so the So you guys team. have each other as a lifeline. So if you'd like to be on the air and uh, do some Halloween trivia with me and with Carl, give us a call right now at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number 11. And you'll win a prize. Of course, So always. call us right now. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. 
We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.